Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, we dive into AEW Full Gear. What a show out in Minneapolis, Minnesota, especially the main event between Kenny Omega and your new AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page. All that right now with our two-time Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I, right here on the Busted Open Podcast. The Hangman Page match, we have been talking about, we've given so many different point of views on how they could have went about Hangman versus Kenny. Two weeks ago, we were talking about let it simmer a little bit more until the hometown show, which is this Wednesday in Norfolk. Then there was the suggestions and the discussions about actually pulling the trigger at the pay-per-view. And and one of the things that we didn't talk about that I kind of was thinking about, Dave, is one of the one of the arguments that we should have, one of the points that we should have made for the argument of putting it on him Sunday night was you are only getting four pay-per-views a year, which we really like from AEW. We like that four majors a year. And if you're going to have four majors a year, that is a good reason to give the people what they want on pay-per-view. So I would have agreed with either, either direction. I'm always a fan of the lightning in the bottle of the hometown. They did it. Let me ask you, Live, how did Hangman Page's victory come across? It, it, it came across unbelievable. Uh, fans were on their feet. Uh, he gave—I don't know if it aired on the pay-per-view or not—but he he addressed the crowd. He addressed how much that championship meant to him. Um, the, how this journey, how the fans stuck by him, uh, I, and I thought it was a hell of a promo. So I, I don't know if that was on pay-per-view or not, but it, but he needed to do that to address the crowd. It went over. Really, really well. Throughout the show, there were cowboy shit uh, chants throughout the show. I saw a lot of um, Hangman Page t-shirts being worn. And, uh, you know, it w- It definitely felt like, at least for the crowd that was there, like they were expecting that moment. I, I am honest, Bully, I wasn't sure. And it's funny because you talked about what you discussed last week. That match was kind of going the way that you were describing last week, but with a different outcome. Because when you were describing about having a rematch on Dynamite, and you said, hey, Don Callis could get involved, a ref bump, 
yada, yada, yada. You got all of that. So I'm thinking, all right, we are going to get some kind of crazy ending. And then Tony Khan is going to announce in the media scrum afterwards or whatever, or on social media, that there is going to be a rematch on Dynamite. But it didn't, and Hangman Page is your new AEW champion. How do you think it would have worked if they would have screwed Hangman and did exactly what you just said? Tony Khan went into the media scrum, announced a rematch in Norfolk for this week. The, the crowd would have been pissed. The, uh, the crowd would have been angry, and you would have had, you know, whatever, ten to 12,000 people leaving that arena upset and angry. Um, Is that a bad and, thing? Uh, that's a great question. Because if it was, if they had monthly pay-per-views, maybe not. But when you have, like you said, only the quarterly pay-per-views, maybe that hurts your bottom line. Um, and then maybe that's telling people, you know what, just... Watch the product Wednesdays. And maybe that might be, and maybe that might be the right thing. I don't know. But all I know is that crowd was waiting. Kind of like what we talked about with the garden crowd, with the Ring of Honor New Japan, how they want that that 20,000 at the garden that night wanted to see Marty Skrull win that championship. It didn't happen. And very soon afterwards, unfortunately, that show was kind of forgotten about. And that was a, a, a landmark show. Um, AEW, I, th- I think, made the right decision by making that crowd in Minneapolis happy and having a new AEW champion. And then you could have the victory celebration and possibly the first chapter of his championship run play out Wednesday night on Dynamite. Congratulations to Hangman Page, a guy that has worked very, very hard um, to climb this ladder. He's very young, got an incredible future ahead of him. Very good match against Kenny Omega. They pulled out all the stops, people firmly behind him. I'm hoping for as good of a run and a successful run. That's the most important thing, a successful run. When I talk successful, it's about people tuning in. It's about the AEW diehard tuning into the show every week, and it's about attracting new eyes to the product. Hopefully they can do that with Hangman. Hopefully whoever this next contender is, and it's going to be Brian Danielson, because Brian Danielson beat Miro. That makes him number one in line, correct, Dave? Yeah, he, yeah, Brian Danielson. Is, and, and again, that kind of swerved everybody, right? Because if Miro would have won, I think everybody would have known in that arena, all right, we're going to see a new champion tonight. But by Brian Danielson winning that, now your thought went to, I guess, Kenny Omega. Is that possibly going to happen? And that's the beauty of pro wrestling. Once you get into the match and you get the emotional investment, in the match, you're not thinking about what happened before, right? You're completely in that moment. I thought that crowd in Minneapolis was completely in the moment during that match on Saturday. And I thought that that was some fun, good, swervy booking by AEW because, as you said, when Danielson goes over, now you think, oh, wait a minute. Omega's going to go over. Because now you're in a situation where you're going to have babyface Danielson in the ring with babyface Omega – we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. Or is Brian Danielson going to get taken out by Miro? Who knows? It's definitely a reason to tune in on Wednesday night to watch. And if there's one thing that AEW fans can do to truly support their product, it's tune in on Wednesdays yep. and Fridays more often than that they have been doing recently. 
Tony Khan has put himself out there saying, please, guys, tune in. It's important that fans tune in on Wednesdays and Fridays. It's important for fans across the board to tune in to every product that appears on television who's, um, who's, uh, where the ratings are extremely important. So if an AEW fan wants to be truly loyal, it's not about going on social media and you know putting the company over to the moon. It's about sitting in front of your TV set on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. It's about sitting in front of your television set on Friday night and 10 o'clock and watching Dynamite and Rampage. Because now here's your your guy. If this is the guy you want, he's going to have his victory celebration. This is the era of Hangman Page. I even put it out on social media about, hey, this is your new face. If you believe it, then let's see it. Tune in on Wednesday and let's see you, you know, back your new guy. Because this is a, a, a definitive statement by AEW Bully. Hangman Page is not somebody who is a former WWE wrestler, a former WWE champion. Uh, he's not somebody that was like, you know, main eventing the Tokyo Dome, going after that IWGP championship like Kenny Omega. I, I think it's safe to agree. I know that he had, uh, has had a career before AEW. But this is the closest you're going to get from a homegrown AEW champion is Kenny Omega. At, is, is, Hangman I mean, is, Page. is Hangman Page. Yep. And yeah. it was nice to see an AEW homegrown in Hangman Page go over in the main event in a show that was flooded with former WWE stars. Yes. It really was, and 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 but he's the main event, you know. And, yes. and think about and think about it. You had two guys that really that were never like a WWE suit. You had Kenny Omega, really, that made his name by being in Japan, and then Hangman Page being part of the elite. So this isn't a CM Punk or a Brian Danielson or a Chris Jericho that's in the main event. So this is really a definitive statement. By AEW, and the best thing about it, Bully, is I believed it worked. Matt Jackson giving the nod to Hangman Page as well, so that's interesting. And what's going to happen moving forward? Definitely gave him the AOK to pull the trigger. Yep. So that, that is I like Kenny I like that because that's just enough of a hint of a story or the end of a story. I mean, that is like, <clears throat> it's the nod to end a story and almost to begin a story. And it'll be interesting to see where they go there. I, I don't know if this is true or not. Like um, with Kenny, I think he might have some nag- nagging injuries, might need some time off. I heard that he might need a surgery. When I say I heard, this is people saying this on social media on yeah. my timeline. If Kenny needs time off, he's got to get surgery. I hope the surgery goes well. He heals up quick and he's back, uh, back quick. Cause AEW's uh Definitely a better wrestler, pro wrestling company with Kenny Omega in it. Absolutely. And the phone calls are coming in. And I, I definitely want to take a lot of phone calls from the nation here because I want to get their take, not just on the main event, but also what's taking place with the card overall. The one one thing I will say, Bully, talking to a lot of fans as we are leaving the arena, what they thought was the best match. A lot of people thought it was the main event. A lot of people I talked to thought it was MJF and Darby Allen. A lot of people saying Punk and Kingston. People saying they love the story with Miro and Brian Danielson. Like, there's, Bully, I think you would agree. There's very, very few cards 
where you're going to get that much of a divide of what they thought was the best match on the show. But that that happened on Saturday. And there was there was more of a divide on the show than I expected. You know, I didn't put out a tweet immediately after the show. I put out the tweet on Sunday about how did you feel about Full Gear. I was expecting overwhelming positive. The nod is going to be interesting. I want to see how they follow up on that nod. Why did Matt Jackson give what seemed to be, well, maybe even more than seemed to be, the nod of approval to Hangman Page? And these are the reasons why you have to tune in. Good storytelling, good little moment in time right there um, for AEW. You did ask me something about uh, the Team Lambert uh, inner circle match, so I apologize. So go ahead, Bully. I was just wondering if they got the receipt on Lambert. Did Lambert go through a table? I don't think he did. I okay, think I would have uh, liked to have seen that. But I mean the fin- the frog splash, uh Jericho's tribute to Eddie, frog splash, one, two, three. Fine. I just would have liked to have seen Lambert go through. I think the, the type of heel that Lambert is and the build with him, it would have been a great opportunity to lay Lambert on that table, frog splash through Lambert, through the table, one, two, three, but still an effective finish for the inner circle. Uh, here's the thing, too, that I thought was a really good wrinkle, and I don't know if you were able to catch it because I know you had the issues, uh, was Baron Von Rashley at ringside. And the Love fact it. that he got involved, and it's because it's like, obviously, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the heart of old school AWA wrestling. And the fact that Lambert was always bringing up old school territory wrestling and everything else, to have that wrinkle involved, uh, and his claw looked phenomenal. So I thought that I, I, I thought that was a, a real fun match. I know what the caller was saying about so many, I don't want to see so many non-wrestlers. Well, that's the point. That was the whole, that was the whole story of everything that was going on. So if that's not your cup of tea, fine. But that, that's, that's the story that they were portraying, Bully. Uh, seeing Baron Von Raschke uh, apply the claw in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Uh, tremendous. Darby, my good friend Darby, as you know, who you yeah. dislike with a passion. As most Not Darby do. Allen, but the other Darby. No, Darby, my friend Darby. Grew up in Minnesota and would see the Baron all the time in the teepee. He's got like a teepee by the side of the road. The Baron. The claw, Baron Daddy, the claw. Yeah. The claw, the iron claw. And he, and he was able to do that. And it's good to know that Darby's listening. Darby, right now, Darby and my crew are down in Fort Lauderdale what are they doing at the elbow Lauderdale? room, drinking away. At, at, at and where, where am I? And, and where am I? <laughs> doing I'm the show here with you. Stone All of my over. friends are at the elbow room in Fort Lauderdale. Open it up, and I'm here. Yeah, but here's the with, but here's the thing with boy. you. It's because you work oh, and they what don't. Is, what, what so is none of your friends life? work. They just ride your coattails. Which is where, what where, they've been where, doing did I, where did I go wrong? No, you didn't this go wrong. You went right. You went right. This is my hell. F M L. All caps. Exclamation point, exclamation point. So you're saying that you had to carry your one partner for all those years, and now you have another partner you have to oh carry? That was brutal. That was, that was, that was brutal. It's brutal 20 years. I kid, I kid. I, you don't have to carry me. I don't, I don't, I um, don't. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I want to get into what happened right after uh, American Top Team and the inner circle. Uh, and that is Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay Lethal announced as a special guest. 
uh, put him over to the moon, what he's done with Ring of Honor. And now Jay Lethal is all elite. And uh, he challenged uh, Sammy Guevara for that uh, TNT title. Jay Lethal is one of the most underrated, untalked about talents in the entire world of pro wrestling. I'm very happy for Jay that he's now all elite. I hope he doesn't get lost in the sauce like it can happen there at times. But if there is a guy that fits the AEW style and Jay Lethal to me, and I've said this a lot, when, it, when uh, in TNA, Jay Lethal to me was the best, best mixture of a homegrown talent who understood veteran psychology. Now, obviously, Jay Lethal is not a you know younger talent anymore like he was in TNA. Older, more mature, wiser, smarter. But Jay knows how to incorporate everything. Back in the day when TNA was first starting, you know, the Daniels, the Kazarians, mm-hmm. the AJ Styles, the Smojos, yada, yada, doing that, that TNA style, that X Division style. Jay was able to incorporate the psychology of pro wrestling into the X Division style better than I'd seen anybody do it. So my hopes is that for Jay Lethal brings that to the table for AEW. So if he's working with a talent that is a bit more, you know, spotty and concentrates on the moves more than the psychology, Jay's one of those guys you can pump the brakes and say, hey, let's take that move, but let's make sense of it. And when it comes to entertaining, just go to YouTube and watch any Jay Lethal thing, whether he was doing his impersonations with Rick, uh, of Ric Flair, whether he was doing his impersonations of Macho Man Randy Savage, the storyline that he was involved with at SoCal Val. Jay Lethal is one of those talents who can do it all. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And he's a guy that, you know, when you think of Jay Lethal, you think of Ring of Honor. But Jay Lethal was away from Ring of Honor for a while. He was with TNA, and he talked about the Randy Savage impersonation and everything that he did with Ric Flair. They were never able to capitalize on that Ric Flair because those shows were taped, and they didn't know how big that was going to pop. So they weren't really able to take fully uh, full advantage of it. I'm happy for Jay Lethal. This is a really this is a really good place for Jay Lethal. When Ring of Honor took that hiatus, the one the two things I wanted to see happen more than any others was Jay Lethal to come to AEW and the Briscoes to go to AEW. Now we'll see what's going to happen with the Briscoes, but man, you look at that tag team division with AEW, they could really use. The Briscoes in that tag team division. The Briscoes are an absolute perfect fit for the AEW tag division. The, the Briscoes and the Bucks already have history. Now imagine if we get Briscoes and Bucks again. Imagine if we get Briscoes and FTR. Briscoes, Lucha Brothers, yada yada. Anything like that. And then on the horizon, way, way, way off in the horizon, there's the possibility of a hearty reunion in AEW. Could you imagine? A very small portion of wrestling fans got to see Hardy's Bucks in Ring of Honor. Now the world could see Hardy's Bucks in Ring of Honor. Hardy's 
Bucks, FTR, Lucha Brothers, Briscoes. Damn, that is one hell of a tag division. Yeah, and the Briscoes and Bully. The Briscoes wouldn't work in WWE. I mean, I don't think the WWE would be interested in the Briscoes. And the Briscoes, as we know it, I don't think we would see that in the world of the WWE. AEW, I think it plays out perfectly. Tell me why you don't think the Briscoes would work in the WWE. Uh, they're not polished at all. Like, I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm talking about like their promos, their characters. They're best when they're over the top and out of control. The you w- don't think the- that they're so over the top, out of control, uh, you know, chicken farmers, which they are, that it wouldn't work? That those are some characters right there. Agree, but don't you think it would be a little too watered down in the world well, of the WWE? If, if there if there's one thing that WWE has been guilty of in the past is taking gimmicks that have worked other places and watering them down, i.e., broken Matt Hardy. Yes. Look at what happened. It's one of the reasons. <laughs> You know, it, it, I always hear people say, Bully, we would have loved to have seen a Bully Ray run in the WWE. And, I, and my answer to that was, yeah, it would, have been, it would have been a fun try because I don't think I would have been able to do in the WWE what I was able to do in TNA. Thus, you're watered down. Even Sting was watered down in the WWE. Yeah, it, it wasn't the same Sting. Now, with the, the broken Matt Hardy, this was part of the problem. And sometimes you see this in the WWE. It's not just the watering down bully, but the explanation. Obviously, in TNA, they explained what happened. There was all those cinematic vignettes of why he was broken. They never explained anything in the WWE. It's like, all right, here's this character. It worked outside, and we could do much better production. Let's try to do it here. But there was no explanation why he was the way he was. So it just didn't click. So for the audience that never saw Broken Matt Hardy in TNA, they didn't understand it. And for those who did, were like, this is too watered down for us. Thus, it never had a chance to succeed. It's crazy how you bring up the lack of backstory when it comes to the Broken Matt Hardy character and the lack of story of how it evolved. Me and Devon suffered the same fate. The Dudley story was never told in the WWE. The Dudleys were just a tag team from ECW, and ECW had so much momentum at the time, it carried right over into the WWE. But we never found out that this black guy and white guy had the same father and different mothers, which was the story of the Dudley family. So sometimes I sit back and I'm like, damn, they never told that story. How much more depth could we have had if the Dudley family story was ever told, yada, yada. But yes, that, is, that was one of the problems with, with, with Matt. And I hated to see something like the broken gimmick that was created and worked so well and had everybody talking just get completely watered down and done just for the sake of doing it. Because as we know in the world of pro wrestling, when you're just doing something to do it, it's never going to work. Yeah, and and it's funny because Vince McMahon says, hey, we make movies, we tell stories. But then you have all these characters with no backs. Like, uh, case in point, and, and then we'll get back on track, Seth Rollins. I, one of the reasons why I just can't get behind that character is what's the story 
with Seth. Why is he the way he is? What happened to him to make him this way? Why is he being presented on TV the way? There's no story to tell us why we should hate this guy other than he just comes on TV and acts like a jerk. The biggest story with Seth Rollins to me is his real-life marriage to Becky Lynch, which I don't think they're... They might get to in the, you know, in the future. Who knows? I still can't figure out who Seth Rollins is or what Seth Rollins is and why this guy who I, I guess he never really had depth of personality or character, Dave. Did he? Yeah. No, not really. And him not having character. Now this character is so over the top. Yeah. But I have no idea how we got there. And you know what? Maybe there was a three-minute vignette that was played as to how we got there. It, it passed me by. It passed me by. And, but that's, you know, for a company that likes to repeat, if they did tell that story, they may want to repeat it so that everybody understands the direction of the character. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Boxing's biggest stars are on At The Fights. Super featherweight champ Michaela Mayer joins us now. Michaela, do you think people are starting to respect women's boxing? 
guess it's slowly but surely growing. I feel like, especially after this fight, I'm getting a little bit of the respect that I deserve, but it's constantly a struggle, it's constantly a battle, and the goal is for the next generation or the generation after that to sort of reap the benefits. At the fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Hey, I, I love hearing those first-time stories, Bully. First time going to a show, you know, taking a family member, and I think there was a lot of that uh, at Full Gear on Saturday night. Seems like everybody had a blast, and that's the only yeah. thing that matters. Everybody went home happy. Yeah, and, and, and maybe that's why they did what they did, by pulling the trigger on Hangman Page at the pay-per-view. There was nothing wrong with them pulling the trigger on Hangman at the pay-per-view. We had lots of discussions about the different ways they can they could have gone about it. Lord knows the IWC dirt sheets had a field day with my opinion on, well, Hangman shouldn't win at full gear. He should win in his hometown, and Bully thinks this, and Bully backtrack on this. I don't backtrack on anything, people. I give different sides. I could see why they, I was 51-49 on Hangman winning in his hometown. I was never anti-Hangman. Never. Whether they did it at full gear, whether they would have did it in a month from now, I always thought that he was the right guy at this time. Two years ago, I went on record and said, not the right time. This was the right time. It just was a question of at the pay-per-view or in his hometown. I'm a big believer in that hometown feel-good moment. But we still got that at Minneapolis, and it'll be interesting to see what happens on Wednesday night if, and if anybody ruins the celebration. Also, too, as we said earlier on in the show, uh, this is where, hey, if they're, if they're turning a page and, and starting a new chapter in AEW, and if Hangman Page is going to be the face of AEW and he's the main guy, then we really need those people to tune in to Dynamite on Wednesday. This is your guy now. A lot of people wanted this guy from day one, right, Bully? We got a lot of phone calls. They didn't want Jericho. They wanted Hangman Page. Well, now he's your guy. So I'm I'm interested to see how many people are going to tune in on Wednesday to see Hangman Page, the first time making a public appearance as your AEW world champion. Let's go back out to the phones. Let's go out to Mike. In Kentucky, what's going on, Mike? Uh, yeah, I was just calling in. I'm just uh, a little bit worried about AEW, kind of with with their move sets. Uh, with just like one of the young bucks was hit with the concerto, but yet they were right out at the end of the show. Uh, a week before that, a guy came back from a concerto from a Wednesday to a Friday. Those are moves that have have uh, really put people out from, you know, anywhere from two to three weeks, sometimes a month. And then I was really liking the fact that people started using the Brain Buster again. And we see a Brain Buster off the top rope for a two count. And they were really building that move again. Uh, Dax was Dax was using it a lot uh, with FTR. And I really, that's one of those moves you haven't seen in a long time. I just wanted to get y'all's take on that. Well, I mean, this is something that Bully and I talked a lot about because we had a caller earlier that was hoping that Hangman Page would have kicked out of the one-winged angel. Kenny Omega's done a tremendous job protecting his finisher in that one-winged angel. Only Ibushi has been able to kick out of it. I think that's the only wrestler that's ever kicked out. But, Bully, that's a concern in pro wrestling in general is about these moves where, you know, they're devastating, and that should be it. That should be the end of the match, and they kick out at one 
and kick out at two. That That is something that, yes, bastardizing of moves is something that definitely they should stay away from. And the bar is being raised so high these days. It's like, what are we going to have to do to each other? How many Canadian destroyers do we have to hit? How many super kicks do we have to hit? How many super bombs off the top rope? How many dives? Yada, yada. It'll work for a certain period of time. But you should only have to hit one of any given move. Now, unless you're looking at Japanese psychology, which works really well, which I enjoy very much. But in the Japanese psychology, even if they're hitting one move five, six, seven times, they are registering and selling those moves appropriately. Go back and watch uh, uh, Kawada and Masawa from 94. Tells you everything that you need to, to need to know. You have to register. Registering is such a lost art, Dave. Registering is the acknowledgement of the punch, the kick, the hold, the maneuver. Somehow the wrestling business or wrestlers on their way up in the past 10 years have taken registering and thrown it out the door. It's like move, sell or not sell. And a lot of times not sell accordingly. There are things that have been working for a hundred years and they will continue to work. But this microwave generation of instant gratification, how many times we see guys go through a table and it, you know, it's not sold properly or the concerto situation. But let me ask you this bully on that, on that thread. Is that why we buy more into the MJF Darby Allen match or the Brian Danielson Miro match or the Kenny hangman page match? Like, those are the matches that are going to be remembered, right? Those are the matches that are truly telling a story. Those matches where they don't register the moves and there isn't a story being told, like they may be satisfying in the moment, but you're, you're going to completely forget it as soon as the match is over. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Friedman. Sound design by Neri Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.